so-called Decentraland, yeah, everything is decentralized, even this is just for show. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Innovation Engineer Podcast, your favorite place for picking brains of your favorite engineers. So grab your favorite nerdiest mug, fill it with a beverage of your choice and enjoy. My name is Tarek. And my name is Vashi. And I have a question for you, Tarek. Should I buy NFTs? You know, they are like, everybody's talking about it. Like in my company Slack channel, like even in the anime channel, they are like, oh no, anime is overtaking NFTs. So the apes are losing. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? And then like my product designer, my team is saying, yeah, I'm putting all my savings into crypto and buying NFTs and stuff. And like, are you fucking insane? You're a kind of an engineer. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. I know. Um, we have not, not a single week where we do not have any news about NFTs. Everything is about NFTs and uh, it's, it's not that new, um, but it's still some kind of cryptic topic where everybody has kind of an opinion, but nobody really knows what it means. And so I, I think it's a very, very good uh, topic and a very good question if it's a valuable investment or if it's at the end just a scam. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, so Back in the days, so like, let's say 2018, 19, when crypto became more mainstream, um, we did some talks together about <laughs> blockchain and stuff. And what I did is like buy Bitcoins live on stage. So I did it like three times. So we did the talk like uh, five, six times, but I only like bought uh, Bitcoins live on stage with my smartphone like three times. And the thing is... Um, Like I wiped the phone with no backups of my, my wallet, like the typical beginner mistake. So uh, and I not only did it once, I did it actually twice. <laughs> so, Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So you can excuse actually the first time, but the second time is, uh, what the hell are you doing? So, um, right. yeah. So uh, I just like, I my, my display broke. I got a new phone. I just like, yeah, I'm transferring stuff. And then I delete the phone because everything <laughs> is in the cloud, right? All my images. Right. Why should I care? <laughs> well, I learned yeah. like a day later. Why? Yeah, yeah. We probably have to rethink our handling of devices and data now that uh, all of our assets are then stored somewhere with the with the key on on the phone. Yeah, we we need to have we need to rethink this. <laughs> yeah, but um, if if we talk about um, NFTs, I think. Um, the first thing that we have to understand is what, uh, how, how the blockchain is actually working and where the difference is between an NFT and the classic blockchain or, let's say, Bitcoin application. Um, and when, when we talked about blockchain, we always said blockchain is basically something like a very, very slow distributed database. And um, something like a Bitcoin does not really exist because um, this thing that we call Bitcoin is simply a balance of transactions. So I sent you a Bitcoin and you sent me a half of a Bitcoin, then the balance of this transaction is what you actually have in your wallet. And with the NFTs, it's kind of the same, but different because um, we are not talking about uh, the balance of transactions anymore, but actually about a token a value that is stored as a as a value on the blockchain assigned to your name and this one is then called non-fungible token because this is a token this will not be changed this is like a constant living on the blockchain assigned to your name um, so this is the the difference between a bitcoin transaction and what we now call an nft yeah so it is actually something on the blockchain that is then belonging to you um, and Because it is unique, it is one value, one unique identifier that is uh, on the blockchain, it is scarce. It only exists once. And we people, <laughs> we say, okay, everything that is scarce is automatically valuable because it only exists like one time, right? And so we, we want to have it. <laughs> and so this is why NFTs are valuable. And I want to buy it from you. And so I give you a, a million dollars so that you can, that you assign this one particular scarce item to my name. This is yeah. the philosophy of NFT. Okay, question. So as I have no clue about NFTs, so I know a little bit blockchain and, and crypto about NFTs. Is he actually in the token? Is it stored binary data of the image or is it like a link to the image somewhere? This, this, yeah, this is one of the critical questions. Um, I, I can't speak for all the NFTs and all the marketplaces and everything that exists. But in general, 
it's it's really just a token. It is it is simply is a, a key value pair where this token is assigned to your name, um, and then the actual item, the actual image or sound file or whatever is then stored some somewhere centrally on on a server. Yeah. So if you want to access it, you have to access a completely centralized system wherever. Yeah. But uh, the the blockchain is basically just the the system that controls the ownership it's like a like an ownership ledger that assigns you to this particular identifier and this is one of the the biggest problems and why um, people say uh, it is kind of a scam because you're not actually having this item on the blockchain but i think this is not really how it is intended to be um, you you do not use the blockchain to store the actual item yeah it's it's like when we talk about, um, for example, registering houses, yeah, I'm not sure what the English term is for for this um, this register, where if you buy a house, uh, then your name is uh, then then introduced there, like Grundbuchamt. Yeah, um, you do not store your house then in this database. It's just this uh, this entry where the address and the size and your name and the date and everything is, is stored. This is the data that is uh, persisted and that proves that you are the owner, but the house is a physical asset living somewhere else. And with the NFTs, it's, it's the same. You buy this JPEG and this means you buy something attached to this JPEG, not the JPEG itself. And this is we are already in this in this uh, um, in the question why NFTs do not really make sense um, because it's nowhere really defined what it is that you buy with um, with the purchase of this NFT because at the end you are purchasing this token on the blockchain and this token on the blockchain does not have any legal um, connection to to the item itself. For example, there was this person who bought uh, the the neon cat. Yeah, this neon cat gift yeah. for I don't know six hundred thousand dollars or something. But it's not really defined what this actually means. He does not have the intellectual property of this gift. He can't send me an invoice because I use this gift somewhere on the internet. Um, and um, there's this um, this recent example where. Uh, I forgot which platform it was. There was a platform uh, issuing NFTs with artists, yeah, for artists like I don't know uh, Mick Jagger, yeah, and you were able to buy the Mick Jagger whatever NFT, and then Mick Jagger said, uh, "Don't don't quote me. I, I don't, I'm not sure what artists uh, were involved. Uh, I just uh, remember this article. Um, they said, "How how dare you?" selling these nfts without consulting us the artists and the answer was yeah i'm i'm not selling anything that belongs to you i'm not selling your songs i'm not selling your pictures i'm just selling this nft and this nft is just an entry on the blockchain yeah so he, he claims or this this platform claims we are not um uh, we are not violating any intellectual properties because we are not touching anything that is protected the the blockchain entry, the NFT, has nothing to do with you. But the buyer, on the other side, thinks, yeah, wait, I just bought this Mick Jagger um, NFT. What exactly do I own now? Yeah, And this is exactly the problem. Nobody can really answer what, what you're owning. And if you want to hang like your favorite, what what's this, this called? Uh, these apes, ape NFTs? Yes. You want to hang it on your wall? Technically, you do not have to buy the NFT to make a printout and hang it on your wall. Yeah. So th there's not really a connection. Nobody can sue you for printing out this picture and hanging it onto your wall. So coming back to the Nyan Cat, so I don't get it. Who can actually sell it? And why would anybody buy it for like hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yeah, um, so the the original author of the Nyan Cat wanted to jump on this train. And so he said, yeah, I have this, this uh, GIF. It's mine because I created it. So why not sell it as an NFT? And so he went to this marketplace and said, okay, this is the token for this NFT. I'm the owner who wants to buy it. And someone bought it, transferred the money. yeah, um, And then the blockchain entry went in ownership to the buyer. The buyer bought the code, <laughs> the what's it called, like the the hash code, the ID um, in the in the blockchain, and this is what he bought. Yeah, but that's it. 
the intellectual property technically still remains with the artist. And this is uh, probably with most of the other NFTs that you're you're buying uh, or you're seeing, um, the intellectual property is disconnected from the NFT because usually you have something like a um, like a contract. Yeah, you 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 have a contract, a buyer's contract, and in the contract is uh, exactly um, regulated what you are buying. And this might be something like the right to license or sublicense something, or the right to copy something. Yeah, with with copyrights and everything, or um, for duplicating or whatever. Yeah, and this is part of this contract that you are signing with both parties, where you pay something, and then th those are the rights that you're getting. But with NFTs, you don't have some some you ha don't have any legal documents that transfer the uh, the the property rights or the intellectual property uh, from one person to the other, and this blockchain representation of this item is some arbitrary value and it has no legal background. Yeah. Yeah, this reminds me of the good old days with Diablo 2 and like later World of Warcraft, where also like my friends saying, are you stupid? You are like buying virtual stuff for uh, Diablo <laughs> on eBay. And it was like, yeah, but I'm getting like items for my character, which I really wear. And I'm selling on the other side other items I found. So um, until like Blizzard made it illegal, but also yeah. like, One of my friends who played like World of Warcraft when it came out with me, um, he was like Europe's best kind of uh, healer and he had this, this super famous staff. He was the first in all of Europe. There was like in America, there was in Asia, like one who got it before him, but like his account was like worth a thousand euros back in the day. So it was like... <laughs> He sold it uh, on, on eBay and it's like virtual stuff, obviously. The same is, is true of Second Life. But in the end, you get an item in the game so you can use it. So there is like even kind of like a uh, virtual transaction, not only like in, in name, but you really got something. That That is true. In, in this direction, um, you could argue that uh, virtual items in computer games are more real than what you buy with the NFT. But because exactly as you just said, You you can use this item then, and before you bought it, you were not able to use it. So there was an actual transaction based on the legal rights within the game. So the game inside has actually a legal system for purchasing and trans uh, transaction of of these items. So there's a real system with the NFTs. It's it's completely unregulated. It's it's basically just buying stuff for fun. Yeah. And it's, it does not really have any impact of uh, on ownership or usage rights or possibilities. And even with this argument, um, we now move everything into this so-called decentral land. Yeah, everything is decentralized. Even this is just for show, because the blockchain does not con really contain these items in most of the cases. As I said, I'm not sure if. There is a blockchain somewhere where people start adding like images or something as, as uh, binary code. I didn't see this yet. Um, what I saw is only this ownership is in the in the blockchain, and then you have to access some server somewhere to actually see the image. If you actually have to do it, because most of the stuff you can already download from wherever, even from the Google cache. Yeah, you go into the Google image search and <laughs> oftentimes the images are already there. You can just access them. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of CryptoKitties. I also like when <laughs> blockchain came up, I um, it was labeled a game. That's, that's, that's a good thing, right? There were yeah. no like mistakes in like I'm buying art and stuff. It was a game. So um, you could buy like CryptoKitties, which are kind of cards, which have like values, like playing not really Magic the Gathering, but like these... Uh, um, car uh, cards you have like where you can play like most horsepower uh, fastest uh, speed and so on and that's the same with cats so you had those cats and you could like breed them so when they then they mated like two cards could mate and you have like the next generation so obviously there was like an origin generation like generation one two and three and obviously way more later on and um the uh lower generations had higher value because they were had more uniqueness in them because they were very distinct. So I bought one of the generation two cards or whatever. It was like 50 euros for a digital cat bought in Ethereum, by the way. So I, I still have the key for my Ethereum wallet. <laughs> so uh, I still own technically my, uh, I have some spare Ethereum and a crypto kitty somewhere. The thing is, 
Um, that was the first NFTs, and it's just like worth nothing anymore. I'm not even sure I could sell the Crypto Kitty. So, and um, I know it was a game; it was kind of an experiment. But this was like a different amount of money. This was already an expensive cat I bought, and now there are like people who buy like thousands of euros are seem to be common with NFTs. That's like totally a scam. It's like gambling. I could go to Las Vegas and have a higher chance in making money um, there than most likely with NFTs. Yeah, uh, CryptoKitty is another great example where um, the rules are clearly defined. You buy this kitten and you can breed it and you can resell it. It's, it's everything de defined. You know what you get for your money. Um, there, I always ask myself, why do I actually need a blockchain for playing this game? If the game is the focus, you could handle everything on a CryptoKitty server. And with this you wouldn't have um, these these um, enormous transaction costs and delays that you have on the Ethereum blockchain where people were not able to buy and sell the cats because the transactions took for, for forever or they actually had to pay a lot of money simply to perform this transaction of buying something. Yeah, not, not the price for buying the crypto, but the price for buying for, for doing the purchase itself, like the, the fee on top of this, yeah, the gas that you pay uh, for doing transactions on, on Ethereum. And this is very inconvenient where you might think, okay, if I'm a game designer and I think I, I want to make this game great, uh, I, I wouldn't do this on the blockchain. But I, I know it was on the craze of Ethereum and it was basically a showcase for showing what great things we can do on Ethereum. But in this case, it does not really make sense. From the perspective of NFTs, it is a great thing to do because there you know what you get in comparison to the crazy ape NFT where I have no idea what, what I just bought. Yeah, But but yeah, <laughs> that's that's the thing. Um, and uh, I, I'm not sure if, if people would play the game if it weren't based on the blockchain um, because then it might not be fun. Yeah, and people were actually expecting the game um, to generate revenue because, uh, yeah, the the very valuable kittens uh, might increase in value and they can resell them at some point in time, um, or if they actually had fun playing the game. I'm not sure. Did did you see Crypto Kitty as a game or as an investment? Well, neither. I just saw it <laughs> as like kind of a stupid thing, which I was see. funny. So and and I don't agree with you on on the part of uh, you could do it otherwise the, okay. the fun part is that the the um like genetic algorithm was running in um, ethereum so it was a smart kind of a smart contract so and it generated a new kitty with like an, an algorithm which was stored on the blockchain and that's the same with, with some apes it's not only like you get a token but um uh for example there's this famous youtuber uh joma and tech um, he also like now has his own NFTs, obviously, because everyone wants to monetize uh, whatever he can. And he's selling 2000 special apes this time. <laughs> and uh, when you buy an ape, it's generated by a smart contract. So it's randomized. Yeah, but you can run the smart contract on a centralized server. I mean, the, the only reason to run a smart contract on the blockchain is because you do not have trust that the entity that is uh, performing this this operation is not manipulating this but if you have no interest in manipulating this um, it, it is kind of a game and the algorithm simply randomizes the features there's no necessity to actually have this on the blockchain now if, if it's, you are hmm? you are the owner so that, that's the thing um, um, if it was it would be in a centralized system then like the owner could abuse it and this way you can't because you own it right yeah but it is very expensive yeah uh, and that's the, the i mean if this is actually the issue and if i say okay um i'm willing to pay a million dollars for this ape because i know its features were generated on the blockchain okay great thing but i think okay if, if i simply want to have a random generated ape um, and I can get it for five euros, <laughs> but it's generated on a centralized server. I'm not sure if this is if if I had a, pro a problem with this. But you know what defines um, the value of art? Scarcity. Uh, no, 
Like it's just uh, the value of art is defined by the highest bidder. That's very yeah. easy. Yeah. So uh, how much is like a picture or like any art actually worth? How right. much any is willing to pay for it? That's, that's it, as easy as it is. It's capitalism. And it's the same with the apes. They are People are willingly to, to purchase them for a higher price because of whatever reason. It's like psychology, right? So it's not like an, an engineering fact. You're totally right. You could do this on a centralized server. I mean, with like all the Blizzard games where you had digital um, like items, you could buy, resell, whatever. Um, obviously, this was centralized and there was no sense in making this go through um, like a blockchain because it, each transaction would be expensive. But if you want to make each item as expensive as possible by design so that it makes sense to to um, make it harder to transfer harder to buy <laughs> and so on because it's making it worse more but still yeah. i think hundred thousand or even if i would now go and buy like a stupid ape or an enemy nft for like five thousand euros this is like gambling this is insane so i invest a lot in um, like stocks. And I know investing in single stocks is a stupid idea. So normally I do NFTs, uh, EFTs, sorry, um, uh, exchange ETFs, oh, sorry, exchange traded <laughs> funds. Yeah. So because that's like, if you're an engineer, you think um, in objective terms and numbers, you look into those numbers, see how volatile is it. And you realize, okay, NASDAQ sounds like more like a niche investment, but actually from the numbers, it's uh, less volatile than a global index, the MSCI world, for example, just going by the numbers. The rest is like your, your gut feeling. Oh, but like the global index needs to be more stable than like a single American one, but the numbers tell you otherwise. And if you're an mm. engineer, you believe numbers and you're, which is like the difference in thinking slow and thinking fast, the famous book by um, Daniel Kahneman, mm -hmm. which I can recommend here. And it's a lot of people I know who are like super engineers and are like take thinking really in objective terms. And they're, they're coming to me, yeah, Vashi, are you investing in, in crypto or buying NFTs? And I like, why would I? That's like insane. Even like I think cryptos, this is like a bubble. You don't know when it will burst. It's Like um, even Warren Buffett said it, compared it to the dot-com bubble, to the housing market and so on. He says, um, you had like in 1900, you had like 2,000 car companies. How much are uh, still there? Like 20 worldwide. And they belong to three um, mother companies in the end. So uh, this is like consolidating the market. And if you like invested in, in the early days of the car market, you had a 95% chance that you lost your whole investment. And the same is true with like cryptos. So a lot of my friends there think, did you invest in um, Tesos? They went, what? Like they came up with any new kind of cryptocurrency I've never heard of. And they are not. In so I could understand if you invest in kind of Bitcoins or Ethereum because this is like what what's more stable, but that's not where you can make money. So nobody's <laughs> investing in those. They're investing in strange stuff. Yeah. And th that's insane. Yeah. They, but they lose their, their reasoning somehow. Yes and no. Um, I mean, what you say is, is to totally right. And the market can or the bubble can burst at any point of time. So if you are investing with a goal of creating a, um, a great revenue in 10 years from now because then everything yeah your dogecoin will be super super valuable then it's probably a bad idea because all this hype will probably not survive for the next 10 years but there are people who actually became millionaires by playing around with these with this stuff so there is a really huge market right now for crypto and nfts And exactly as you said, because people want to buy it. Now, there is a demand, there are buyers and sellers. And so you can buy stuff and you can sell stuff and you can become rich this way. So there is obviously the market and potential for, for, for great things. And I, I wrote down the numbers. Um, in 2021, there were uh, 44 billion US dollars um, in the NFT market. Yeah, 44 billion US dollars. And um, I think the highest selling NFT was sold for 91.8 million dollars. Yeah. Someone paid 91 million dollars for an NFT without... It's just an NFT. Yeah. So it's, it's wrong to say NFTs are not valuable. Yeah, because exactly as you said, it is as valuable as someone is willing to pay. And in this, <laughs> this case, 
this NFT was $91 million worth. Yeah. Um, but it's totally, totally right. If you, if you expect that you can then resell your $91 million NFT for a billion dollar 10 years from now, you're probably wrong because in 10 years, the hype will be over. Yeah? And nobody is willing to pay, pay a billion dollars for an entry in a blockchain that might not even exist anymore. <laughs> Yeah, but this again reminds me of the dot-com bubble, you know, you, there were so many people getting rich very fast when investing in, in stocks and like internet companies without thinking about if it's worth anything or not. And uh, a lot of people became rich very shortly, uh, in a very short mm -hmm. time period. It's the same if, with NFTs or even with blockchains, you gamble, you can make a lot of money. Um, and you know, the, the end result, like 95% lost everything they invested in the dot-com <laughs> bubble. <laughs> And it's the same here. So um, everybody who now owns an NFT. So we have now this uh, Ukraine war where Russia invaded the Ukraine. So it could have happened that the whole NFT bubble burst because of this and everything mm -hmm. lost the value. And this is like um, like an, a, a, a sundering hurt effect. So if, if it's just a single piece breaks, then everything will fall apart because everything, right. ev everyone will jump out of the game. So as long as everything uh, or everyone is super optimistic, uh, prices are rising, investors are putting money into it because currently with like the finance market, everybody has too much money. It's even like if you're a startup, like getting funding is like super easy and you get insane amounts or just for like five points of power, uh, five slides of PowerPoint deck is enough to get a funding nowadays because there's so much money in the market. That's why um, like a stupid investor just buys an uh, NFT for an insane amount of money. And again, he can lose this within a single day. And right, right. It's volatile, super volatile. So nobody who wants to make money, like who's like investing his own money obviously venture capitalists they are not investing their own money but if you invest your own money uh, you should not buy nfts that's insane yeah yeah i mean the smart people are those or the lucky people are those um who had a few transactions in the very beginning and made a lot of money and then they are happy and then they can retire um what a, what is a very bad decision is to be so thrilled by this success to reinvest everything that you have back into this blockchain yeah, and buying more NFTs and more Bitcoin and everything and, and do not stop, right? Uh, and and um, I read so many stories about people who were so flashed by their success in Bitcoin investment that they said, I liquidated everything that I had. I, I uh, um, took my house and uh, all my money and reinvested everything in bitcoin yeah with the expectation that he will get more and more and more money out of this yeah and um i i have no idea if this worked or not because uh, for now the bubble did not burst yet um but this is probably a very bad idea in this volatile market yeah i, I think the biggest winners right now with the nfts are the artists that are really simply creating something for the nft market and they sell it and they are the winners because they get cash out of it and then it's done right they have no risk afterwards um unless then i don't know the the legal wars start when then afterwards when all the money is gone people say yeah but i did not really get anything for my money right where what 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 do i get now yeah and probably they won't have luck because there is no legal basis for anything of this yeah um, yeah, and so the, these artists um, that are getting rich right now by selling NFTs, they are the lucky ones. But b before this podcast, I um, opened like a random NFT marketplace and I took a look at what is sold there. And right now it's, it's really simply random generated stuff. And I do not want to offend any artists who are actually creating art and selling art, but they are already... NFT generators on the market and I can use this to generate my own NFTs. Yeah? So it generates a thousand unique uh, smoking goldfish or something like this. Yeah, apes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for me, my, my Tarek NFTs. I, as an artist, I click the button and then it generates, generates smoking <sighs> goldfish. Yeah, and you they make can something generate unique. This. You don't yeah, do right. apes, and, and I have you, you do thousand. goldfish. 
But, but I did not even have to do it. I just downloaded the NFT generator and it generated a thousand um, arbitrary smoking goldfish. And then I upload this to this marketplace and I say, okay, each of these fish is now for sale in this auction uh, with the starting bid of $800 or something like that. And I wait for people buying these smoking goldfish images. Yeah, And this is what I see right now on, on the, this NFT marketplace. And so I'm, I'm wondering if 2022 might already be like the end of this NFT craze simply because uh, the market might already be oversaturated. And I'm not a like an uh, art... What's the word? <laughs> a lover of art. I have no idea about art. Um, and But if I see this marketplace with all this crap on there, I do not expect people actually going shopping there. I buy the smoking goldfish there and I buy this uh, crazy ape there and I spend $500,000 because it's, it's so great. There's, there's so much crap on this marketplace. It's with, like, with the crypto kitties. Yeah. <laughs> but let me ask you, why didn't you do it? Why didn't What? you create your goldfish, your smoking goldfish, and sold them on the marketplace? I, I should, uh, yeah, I mean, you're totally right. I should just try it tonight. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. Then if you do it, we will do another uh, episode because I really am curious if you can make money that way, right? Right, right, so, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, there are people who, like, just forked Bitcoins, made a minor change and sold, like, a million of their tokens. Or, like, even with Ethereum, you can very easily make your own tokens, And they, they sold them, like, instead of, like, selling for your company um, uh, stocks, an initial stock offering, you have an initial coin offering, and they got millions in money. That's, like, super insane. Yeah, right. And that's why I'm always pushing this term scam. Um, because on the one hand, you're not doing anything wrong. You're putting out a product, and someone wants to buy it, and so you sell it. It's, it's a transaction. It's totally valid. Um, but... From from this, from the other perspective, it feels like a scam, because it's it's simply snake oil. It's you're generating something, and someone feels good about it and gives you money for it, even though it does not produce any value. Yeah? And um, that's why this is like this this gold rush, and everybody's jumping on it and tries to make insane amounts of money, um, but <laughs> you're not actually buying anything yeah and and maybe maybe this is why i'm so reluctant in jumping in this game because it for me it feels like a scam it's it's really like, oh it's easy money but some someone is losing this money to me and uh, I'm, i'm not sure if this is really the way i want to make money yeah, it's, it feels like stealing yeah but think about it you are actually robin hood stealing from the rich because most <laughs> of the money in the nft market are venture capitalists who just buy <laughs> stuff right It's yeah. not private people you are scamming. It's like actually the, the finance market. You're doing some anti-capitalist <laughs> um, thing while selling it to like capitalists. Right. I'm, I'm the poor one. So I'm stealing from the rich and giving to me as the poor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm Robin totally Hood. Correct. Well, you can donate. It's, you can always donate. That will always like work out, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> But um, you are telling me, uh, Vashi, don't buy NFTs. <laughs> If you want to make stuff, then sell NFTs, right? That's, that's what I'm taking with me right now. Yeah, I mean, of course. Um, if, if, you are, if you produce NFTs, you, you can't actually lose. Yeah, you, you produce them, you put them on the marketplace, maybe something happens, maybe not. Um, if you have too much money and you want to play with this and you want to actually find out what the craze is and you want to simply play around, you can do it. Yeah? Take a low amount of money, buy some NFTs and look, look what happens. No big harm there. Um, if, if you expect to actually get something from your purchase, like... Um, buying the NFTs to Michael Jackson's Thriller or something, and you expect that afterwards you have like the licensing rights for the song, then don't do it because the NFT is not actually a binding contract regarding anything with intellectual property. Don't do it. Um, if you want to have like a printout of your favorite crazy ape and you want to put it onto your wall, You do not need to buy the NFT. The NFT has nothing to do with this image and the printout on your wall. So in this case, also, don't do it. 
Yeah? And if you expect um, to have a valuable investment for the next 10 years, which will then explode, this is debatable. Yeah, I personally, and I think you, Vashi, as well, uh, see, don't see this as like a stable investment for the next year because it's so vo volatile. Uh, but other people might disagree. Most of this question, these questions, um, I personally answer with no. It does not make sense uh, to buy it. And the only answer is um, if you have... The only answer to yes is if you have too much money and if you want to try it out and play around with it, um, or if you are an artist, yeah, then it makes sense to touch NFTs. But all the other scenarios where you actually expect something great to be happening, it does not make sense. Yeah, and I see like what you said, a huge wave of lawsuits coming because if this bubble bursts, then people will sue other people. That's right. what always happens, yes. right? That happened with the dot-com bubble. That happens all the time. And I think especially in, in, in the US, um, the legal system is a little bit different. So I, I, I think in Germany, suing for this kind of stuff would not work, but I can imagine it working in the US. So yeah. I'm really keen on, on seeing how this goes, actually. So if really... Um, people um, say, okay, I bought the Nyan Cut uh, and I actually am the owner. I want to like get license money if others use it. Um, I, and especially if like he cannot resell it anymore, this may happen, right? Exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, maybe this is going over very quickly because um, if there's really no legal right attached to it, then might it might not even reach the courts because they say, What, what are you suing for? There are no contracts that, that could be uh, disputed, right? And there's nothing that, that is to be debated. No property, no intellectual property changed the owner. Yeah, There's, there's nothing, nothing I, to I debate. I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree, Tarek. So there is a thing called a verbal contract. Mm -hmm. And this is like a proof that there was a verbal contract. So, and uh, I'm not that sure. Mm -hmm. So there is something which was transferred And um, it was attached to kind of an image. And then the court will rule what was actually sold. And obviously the seller and the buyer will tell you different stories. Mm. But in the end, um, there was a verbal contract. Okay. The, the like judge will need to interpret what was actually sold. Okay, that's, that's totally fine. Yeah? Um, you, you might be right. And um, if one judge actually makes a ruling in a certain direction, this would then, of course, open the doors for a thousand other people uh, jumping on this and referring to this one particular um, uh, call from, from the judge, right? And then everybody yeah. wants to, to take this, yeah. That could make, by the way, your NFTs worth way more or lose all weight. <laughs> uh, worse, sorry. That is, or that lose is all true. Worse. Yeah, right, right. And then it will be a new gold rush for attorneys, because then there will be like this, this hunt for NFTs and lawsuits to get more money out of this. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. So do you actually own cryptocurrencies? Like not NFTs, but like in, in the end, it's a token. Do you own other tokens which are not uh, NFTs? Uh, to be honest, no. Um, I, I started um, uh, registering for uh, Coinbase and uh, some, some other wallets. But I am not enjoying, it's, it's a good question. I am very fond of innovation and this architecture and the technology behind this. I have no interest in gambling. Yeah? I, I do not gamble. And exactly as we said before, it feels like gambling. So buying Bitcoin is not like, it does not feel like a, a smart investment or any other uh, currency. Yeah. Um, and so this is something where I really have to force myself to do it if I start doing it. It's nothing that I really enjoy. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not playing around with money. And so um, I, I never start doing it. And yeah, it might be that that's the reason why I'm not rich today. Yeah, because if in 2019, uh, 2009, uh, <laughs> I, I would have started uh, mining Bitcoin, I would be a millionaire today. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't enjoy playing around with money. Yeah. I know uh, multiple people who like kind of um, founded their own companies through uh, Bitcoin money mm -hmm. and uh, who still have some uh, 
multiple bitcoins as like a backup for the company. And if there are some hard times, they even sold some of it. So um, I know three companies in Berlin, mm -hmm. which did this where the founders actually had a lot of bitcoins and used those or like half of this to like pay the employees and hire new people and grew actually yeah. um, to really valuable companies. Yeah, And they are particularly... These engineers, they jumped on the train very early yeah. and became a little bit rich. Not really rich, but a little bit rich because they had like 10 bitcoins, which is uh, was then enough to like, uh, I don't know, um, rent a, an office for like two years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, technically, it's not too late yet. Bitcoin is still alive, even though it should not be <laughs> from my point of view. Um, but it's still alive and um, people are saying the value will still grow for a while. So it, it might still be possible to buy in and get some money out of it. Um, but I'm not sure if I really want to. Yeah. So now you said Bitcoin should die. This is kind of a big thing to say, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I from from a technical point of view, this, this is a, a different discussion uh, than the NFT discussion. Um, but Bitcoin was this original architecture based off, uh, on proof of work. And um, as you know, proof of work costs a lot of um, energy to calculate yeah, the, the hash codes. And uh, with these huge mining industry where people are buying uh, power plants to power their mining rigs to basically print money, this burns so much um, energy yeah, that it's literally killing our planet. Yeah? And that's why I say this 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 um, cryptocurrency that simply exists for existing <laughs> it's, it's like an arbitrary thing that we think uh, that, that we created um, and it burns so much money like a country I think what what was the last, latest number like Argentina or something the whole country of Argentina yeah that's the 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 amount of energy that the Bitcoin network burns and from this point of view, This should be forbidden, yeah. Or like we need to change this. We we have to like make forced fork or something and uh, rebuild this this thing. Um, uh, Ethereum, I think Ethereum uh, is is trying to do the same with Ethereum too, where they change uh, the proof of work to proof of stake. Um, and if we have something like a massive network of Bitcoin, this this must be mandatory. We are we should not be allowed to. Uh, maintain this Bitcoin network in the state that it is right now. Yeah. So I don't totally agree with you because every uh, it's good to save energy and to do something for the planet. That's what I totally agree with on, on all levels. But the other thing is um, arbitrary stuff. Everything a human does is kind of artificial, right? So internet, emails. So how much energy is We are we burning by producing television shows, you know? Yeah. It's like insane. So why is a television show worth more than like the Bitcoin network, which could help humanity on another level? Because decentralizing, taking money uh, from the rich, actually enabling uh, everybody on the planet for a more equal society. So if you aim for this um, like ideal thinking case, whatever, then it's a good investment. Yeah, and, and, and you're totally right. And uh, this is a spectrum. Yeah? My, my initial thought was, of course, if we are talking about food, for example, um, yeah, we, we could uh, say generating, uh, uh, producing uh, meat is very bad for the environment. So we should all become vegetarians. Yeah, This could be argued, but food is essential. We need food to survive. Yeah, and so we can't simply stop producing food. And entertainment is, of course, somewhere on the spectrum. Yeah, We as people, we need some kind of entertainment. If we need to produce these uh, TV shows, okay, it's debatable. Um, but it's somewhere on the spectrum. But cryptocurrencies is, is so far away from the necessity that it is easy to argue that it is completely arbitrary. But yes, um, even though if even if we say it is necessary to, to, to maintain this, this invest of energy is completely out of scale. This is completely unnecessary because we can get the same results with so much less energy investment. And, and that's simply insane. If, if I think about a car, Yeah, and I drive this car to get from point A to point B. And I say, I need this car. Okay. But if this car burns like 100 gallons of gas per kilometer, <laughs> then I would say, 
maybe buy another car. <laughs> this is crazy. This is not the right way to get from point A to point B. And this is Bitcoin. Yeah, We get from point A to point B by burning like the same amount of energy like this, this country of Argentina. This, this is not correct. <laughs> Don't do this. Argentina is not producing that much energy because it's not like the industry uh, nation. And coming back to the <laughs> yes. car, one of, one of my friends, he's driving a super old car, which is taking like 500 gallons, most likely. And all the friends are arguing, you are buying, uh, you are like driving this old car, which is burning so much fuel. Are you actually against the environment? Do you want to destroy it kind of because you're driving this car, which is worse than an SUV? And so on. he's saying, well, look, I'm an engineer. Those are the numbers. This car, if I would buy a new car, would be so much worse for the environment than just driving this car produced in the 80s for another 20 years because this is more environmental friendly because the production is taking way more resources than the fuel I'm, I'm using. And there's the other theory that um, energy, like not fuel, but energy itself will become like unlimited in the future. So if you go by this theory, it doesn't matter if we use a lot of energy or not. Uh, it only matters if it helps society improve and maybe like a decentralized currency could improve it. I don't think so personally, but this is like the theory. Yeah, and, and you're right. And when we reach this point where energy is unlimited and clean and we can burn as much as we want without hurting the planet, then we can make the Bitcoin algorithm as uh, impractical and uh, uh, um, wasteful as it, as it can be, but we are not there yet. There, this, this power plant that I read about, this is a coal power plant. It burns literally coal to power Bitcoin rigs. Yeah? And this is the reality that we are living in right now. And that's why I say right now, this is the worst thing that we can do. And we people are so stupid to actually do this. And this is where um, the lawmakers come in and they must interfere. Because um, as you totally right, if I calculate for myself, um, do, how much do I have to invest to replace this car? And it does not make sense uh, because buying a new car is way more expensive than paying for the, for the gas. Um, This is fine. This is my economic decision. Um, but if, like our uh, our elected uh, officials um, who run the country want to save the environment, they have to intervene and make laws or uh, even maybe um, pay some substitution where they say, "Okay, uh, you should exchange your car. We actually give you some money um, as incentive to do this because this is the right thing to do." Um, and, and sadly. Um, the, the usual reaction is we have to make energy more expensive so that uh, Bitcoin mining, for example, is not profitable anymore. And yes, this is one way to uh, address this issue, but this makes energy more expensive for everybody else as well. And that's why this is like an, another problem that we add to, to another problem. And this is not the best thing to deal with this problem. Yeah, China forbid crypto mining, right? Um, they were they're like the biggest uh, mining country uh, um, worldwide and they did forbid it because like they have a lot of um, like environment issues, a lot of coal power plants and it was really bad for the country actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure what they changed. I, I remember that they they introduced some laws. I'm not sure if they created something like a, a governmental um, like like a law that only the government is allowed to uh, control the the mining rigs or something like that i'm not sure if they completely banished bitcoin or, or crypto mining um, but i, I remember yeah. that they introduced some regulation we will check it and put it into the show notes <laughs> right. so if uh, any listeners interested in what china did you will be able to read it exactly exactly Yeah, yeah. A, a crazy story, crazy story. And I think we can fill like two or three more podcasts <laughs> episodes with, with this topic. Yeah, it's really hard to explain uh, blockchain without having visuals, like just explaining it via your yeah. voice. It's kind of hard <laughs> to understand, actually. Exactly. And I'm and by the way, I'm still thinking about buying an NFT. I'm thinking for it for weeks now because like one of my favorite YouTubers, Joma and Tech, he has like this 2000 apes. And uh, even if uh, you could, I could just download it and put it to my wall. There's a difference in like how you feel if you like really know you kind of own it. It was created for you. You're the only one knowing it. And I actually want to support him. So I know he's doing great stuff. I want to support him. Right. And, and this is probably, 
Yeah, and maybe we should add this to the list of um, use cases where you actually should buy an NFT. Um, because as you just said, you want to support him, then this is of course a great way to support him. It's like a donation, but you get a t-shirt out of it. In this case, you don't get a t-shirt, but you get an NFT. And I remember that uh, even the, the World Wild, uh, the World WWF, what is it called? World Wildlife Federation. Um, they created NFTs um, for endangered speci species, uh, where you were able to buy like a endangered species what was it? There were species where only 500 animals uh, exist anymore, and so they created 500 NFTs for these animals. And it might be a little it's bit macabre. Very cool. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a little bit weird because it's like living things that you create, uh, no, that you um, map to to the blockchain. Um, but the idea was exactly the same thing. You buy this NFT, and by buying this NFT, you are donating actually money to the the WWF, yeah, and so it's it's this, the same thing, yeah. It's for for a good cause. Buying NFTs for a good cause. Yeah, that's good. that makes sense. So if you think about you know, donating to like an artist and actually the money you are right. just putting like thousands of euros that are actually a donation, that makes sense for me. I can accept it exactly. But I doubt that this person who um, paid 91 million dollars for this art piece wanted to support the artist I, i'm not sure if this was the case in this uh, scenario we need to put like uh, something also in the show notes to uh, show what actually he bought if we can <laughs> find it on the internet yeah I, i i saw it it's not really pretty it's an image of a ball yeah that's art you know <laughs> that's <this>. art of <laughs> course yeah. <laughs> yeah right normal stuff <laughs> yeah right so okay I think it's time to wrap it up. Right. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any like suggestions, what could be like the hot topic in engineering we should talk about, uh, please leave some comments. Um, ping us anywhere where you like. Otherwise, see you next week again with like your beverage of choice. Mine is still coffee, water. <laughs> yeah, it's all very healthy. Yes, I hope. <laughs> Okay, then bye. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.